0: We have before us the opportunity to forge for ourselves and for future generations a new world order a new world order child
1: sex trafficking the deep state is trying to destroy donald trump's presidency loose the battle plans of heaven
0: it's all about control
1: Broadcasting live to the world now, it's the Weekend Vigilante, Sheila Zielinski. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Sheila Zielinski Show for this July 10th, 2017 edition. Thank you for taking the time out to tune into the broadcast today. I have a great guest today, and I want to jump right into the program. My guest is the one and only, I call him the Chuck Norris of street preaching, the street preacher extraordinaire. It is Ruben Israel. Ruben, thank you so much for coming on the program. It's great to have you on, sir.
0: Hey, well, thank you very much. I appreciate the invitation.
1: Well, thanks for coming on. Hey, by the way, cool little plug from Sean Hannity. I love it when you're preaching on the street corner and Sean Hannity says, hey, stop. I know that guy. I thought, hey, that's a cool plug.
0: (laughs) You know, I tell you what, it was during the uh, it was uh, during the uh, Trump uh, when he was running for office and he was in Vegas. And, uh, uh, you know, security is very difficult to get in there. And so uh, I just stopped at a location unbeknownst to me. That's where all the VIPs, including Trump and Hillary, were going. And so, uh, you know, when Hannity saw the banners, he actually told his uh, limo driver to stop, rolled the window down. uh, We shook hands, talked a little bit. We got a few pictures, but um, it's amazing that, you know, here these are celebrities, but uh, they they think of us as somewhat celebrities.
1: Well, I think God thinks about you as a celebrity. We're maybe celebrities (laughs) in the kingdom of God, but too bad also you didn't uh, do a little street preaching to the witch Hillary Clinton. But that's a whole other show. Well, she came by us. No doubt she came by us. As a
0: matter of fact, the uh, Secret Service, you know, moved everyone to a different location except for us. They, they allowed us to stand right in the middle of the street, which was amazing. Uh, both Trump and Hillary and uh, everybody that they came with had a pass right by us. But uh, we were on that sidewalk when all of the other uh, officials went in. When uh, Hillary and, um, and Trump came by, they moved everybody about a half a block and uh, decided to keep the banners and us right in the middle of the street.
1: Well, talk about being right in the middle of the thicket of things. You did some preaching just on the July 4th long weekend, right in the belly of the beast. Talk about this Muslim event and what that was like.
0: Let me first start off with the foundation because I'm sure just like you, I've got a lot of critics. Boy, this is wrong. This is not the way to witness to Jesus. This is horrible. Uh, Understand, using props is very biblical. It's found in the book of Ezekiel. Ezekiel was a man that God used, and he used a lot of odd things to demonstrate to the people in his theater. He was told to lay on one side, lay on another side, eat dung. I mean, the things God had this guy do as a visual aid to his theater was off the charts. And so as a very young man, when I read the book of Ezekiel, I was very inspired. And I do a lot of props when I preach. You know, when I preach against uh, the Hindus, uh, I, I have a cow outfit. Uh, when I preach against Catholicism, I might uh, break a statue of the Virgin Mary. When I preach to Mormons, I may wave the Mormon underwear. Uh, when I preach... To uh, you know, to um, uh, particular religions, I do something that they can they can grasp and understand. And uh, what we did is uh, this past weekend in Anaheim, uh, you had the Muslims celebrating the end of Ramadan. They've been fasting and now they're going to have this big feast for two days. And uh, all of the Muslims in Orange County are going to go there to eat and celebrate. Well, that is an invitation for me. And the prop that we used is we've got a dear sister who volunteered to get dressed up like a Muslim gal, wrap herself all up, and uh, what we did is uh, she had a sign that encouraged a beating. And uh, I hit her with a stick. Now, she was padded very well, so she didn't uh, feel any of that. But all while all that was going on, another brother was with the megaphone, quoting verse after verse after verse within the quran and the hadith of of examples of uh, muslim men which could beat women and so uh, boy you could not even hear a pin drop when we walked into that uh, festival uh, they were just uh, really really shocked and uh, we work with anaheim pd and when they saw the prop we were going to use the officer said can you just hold off I'm going to have to get reinforcements out here and double the police officers because this place might just go ballistic. And uh, they didn't. They were more shocked to actually see that visual aid. And it's amazing how many women protest in the streets against our president, and nobody says anything against this particular religion. In Saudi Arabia today, not even allowed to drive a car. Females can't do, uh, there's no voting. They're not allowed an education. They need to leave with a chaperone. They have to walk behind a man. Uh, you know, if they don't, don't dress a particular way, they could be beaten. And so nobody makes a big thing about this. And so with the visual aid that we used, uh, it was a bit shocking to them that somebody had to go to do this.
1: Well, it's a pretty ballsy move, I'll tell you that. But you know what I'd like to know, Reuben? Speaking of having a spine, where's the outrage from the church on this? But you know what even bothers me more? Where is these liberalist feminists like Ashley Dudd? You never hear these liberal, lemming, right activist feminists talking about the barbaric treatment of women and the total suppression of females in Islam, the beating of women, the raping of children, the molestation, the pedophilia, sexual intercourse with six, seven, eight, nine-year-old girls. That is straight out of the pit of hell itself. What is wrong with this picture? Uh, to me,
0: it's just they have an, an absolute hatred towards the God of the Bible and towards anybody right wing conservative that wishes to uphold uh, you know, some of our God given rights. And it's almost like they're wired. They would hold hands with the devil just to actually uh, disagree with uh, Trump or anything that uh, is uh, anything that has any Christian residue to it. It's amazing. These women will actually stand with Muslims. We preached that uh, against Islam uh, on a college campus. And here you have homosexuals holding hands with Muslims saying, we agree. It's amazing how Christianity will bring unity, bring <laughs> unity, because everybody unites against Christianity if it's done properly. But, uh, you know, uh, in, in Saudi Arabia, we've asked them, when was the last time you had a gay parade? If you're so tolerant, uh, you know, all you have to do is be accused of being a, a homosexual and you get pushed off a building. Uh, you get killed. And so uh, this is not a religion of love and peace. This is a religion of hatred. Uh, Just go to any airport. I'm constantly flying. Any airport. The reason why we have this security isn't because of Buddhists, Hare Krishnas, Jehovah's Witnesses, Mormons, Southern Baptists, Pentecostals. It has everything to do with Islam. And nobody wants to call a spade a spade. Everyone wants to say the king is not naked. He's in a wonderful robe. And uh, we're the only ones saying, no, the king is naked. And this is disgusting.
1: So what's the mood, the feel, the tone like when you come in boots on the ground to a place like this Muslim festival? That was over the long weekend. I mean, I'm sure they tried to get you guys shut down, I'm sure. But Walk us through the whole, you know, the feel in the air, the the atmosphere of that.
0: Yes. What they did is they actually had uh, another uh, festival for Islam on the 4th of July. And I find that double offensive. Yeah. One, because uh, they're having a, a feast. And uh, this particular city has been known to uh, bring in ISIS right from the border, right from Mexico. And uh, two... Uh, on the 4th of July, a day that I consider, you know, something that we honor. This is something that most red-blooded Americans honor. This is our Independence Day, and they're actually having a feast to celebrate uh, their religion. And so, um, had it not been for the Holy Ghost in us, we probably would be shaken in our boots. But we show up, and we start preaching against them, and they're, if anything, they're more concerned about uh, our boldness. They've never seen it. Uh, You know, a lot of Christians are bold with a YouTube clip or with their (laughs) keyboard, but we go right there and our banners are actually speaking against Islam and Mohammed as a pedophile, a murderer, a liar. I mean, it's there. And so uh, what they decided to do is they're holding each other back because they want to come at us. They decide to call the police. So I don't know what the call is, but when the police showed up uh, just this past 4th of July, there must have been at least seven squad cars. <laughs> and it ended up, I, I was familiar with the officers because we do preach in San Diego, and they told the uh, Muslims there's nothing we, they can do. Uh, he's on the sidewalk, he's not blocking anybody. He's not threatening anybody. And so of course, the Muslims got upset with the police because uh, you know, they believe uh, their religion supersedes anybody. yeah, and nobody should speak against Islam. And so the police stayed as long as we stayed and uh, people were driving by, which, you know, that gets them nervous because Muslims nowadays, uh, you don't need to have a uh, a pilot's license to make a statement for Allah. You can just have a regular driver's license and run people over. Well, instead of getting close to the sidewalk where we were, uh, one carload of young Muslims actually went too close to a police car and hit a squad car that day. Ooh. So uh, uh, it was amazing. And, of course, uh, then you had some love bug. Muslims come out and they said, hey, we'd love to give you something to drink. Would you like something to drink? And I would ask for a Zamzam water. This is something that Muslims believe in. Oh, uh, you know, Mohammed says he can drink camel urine. And so I asked for camel urine. If you're going to give me something to drink, give me some of this Zamzam water. Of course, they got a kick out of it. Uh, others would come over and say, hey, we'll get you something to eat. What would you like? Uh, you know we're not we're not what you're saying. We're we're actually loving people. It's a loving religion. And so I asked for a BLT. Of course, I wasn't given one for some particular reason. They didn't have any type of a uh, bacon. Uh, you know, it is the Fourth of July. You figure hot dogs, hamburger with uh, bacon, and uh, you know barbecue ribs. That's what every uh, American does on their barbecue on the Fourth of July. But not so with the
1: Muslim. Wow. Well, well, in speaking of a slap to the face to a country. Boy, oh boy, this this payment, we're going to get into that. Talk about Justin Trudeau's kick to the throat of the Americans, especially the American veterans and patriots. What a devil he is. You know, it's appalling, shocking, and disgustingly shameful to me as a Canadian that the Prime Minister of Canada recently said in a statement to be Muslim, is to be Canadian. He's always doing this Project Ramadan, pumping a lot of money into mosques, flooding our country with Muslim refugees. This guy makes jihadist Barry Obama look like a choir boy. And he's recently said very anti-Christian statements on record. He's passed legislation where, hey, if you speak out against the gay agenda, he'll just take your kids. Justin, I love mosques, Trudeau says Christians are a definite problem with their, you know, antiquated relic outdated ideas. And there is just no place in society for people that think like this. He's running around at this little Ramadan Muslim socks, his gay pride flag. And as if that wasn't bad enough, what is our CBC News, the Commie Broadcasting Corporation? And I'm not kidding when I say they're the Fourth Reich media. And FYI, the CBC makes Hitler's Stasi propaganda press look like child's play. Well, listen to this, Ruben, what the CBC said. You posted an article about this on Facebook in regards to get out there, attend the gay pride parades. You need to get out there, get your kids in front of drag queens with their penises hanging out, because after all, hey, we got to embrace all creeds and cultures under multiculturalism. It's absolutely shocking, Ruben.
0: That's right. As a matter of fact, that the uh, CBC actually uh, uh, endorsed parents to bring their children to uh, these gay pride parades. And, uh, and and even though there was going to be nudity, it would provoke conversation in which they can discuss with those kids that this is normal. This is the way it's supposed to be. You would think, even if you're not a born-again Christian, you, that would uh, insult you. What mother would want to bring their child to uh, an event like this with a bunch of men? I've always preached for 36 years at homosexual parades. The only difference between a sodomite and a child molester is just a matter of time. And so, uh, uh, you know, they have a sexual appetite that is never quenched. It's always wanting something more, you know, uh, different than what they've been asking for. And so, uh, child molestation is uh, is right there. It's very interesting. Uh, God, even in the Old Testament, Leviticus eighteen, a man shall not lie with a man. And the very next verse, Moses chronicled, was bestiality. It's an evolution. They're never content. And so, uh, if a, if a woman doesn't excite them, there's got to be a man. If a man doesn't excite them, it's got to be a child. If a child doesn't excite them, it's got to be uh, an animal. Uh, Who knows what uh, these people come up with, but uh, it's it's a sad commentary when they almost uh, make it a law when they endorse parents to bring their children. You're not a good parent if you don't bring your child to a pride parade. Well, uh, you know, in America, we still have a little bit of a backbone, but I pray for those saints in Canada to fight this. Be willing to go to jail over this stuff and uh, try to get this guy out of office and uh, pray that God take him out in whatever way God feels necessary. And uh, it's amazing how David prayed for his enemies. And what David prayed to God, uh, I wonder how many Christians today would even amen those prayers. Most Christian sisters just have a tendency to say, well, this is all part of last days. There's nothing we can do. Uh, I say humbug. Uh, Jesus says, occupy till I come. So we need to occupy till he comes. I'm sure glad uh, this country was founded with men and women who uh, didn't believe that, well, this is just last days. Let's just deal with it. They actually had a vision and came to America and look at what we've started. You know, we we need to fight for things. Otherwise, we'd be all speaking Japanese or German or some other foreign language. Uh, We need to start putting up a fight for some of the things we believe and uh, be willing to go to jail. But uh, he was wrong to endorse that. Canada's wrong to endorse that. If somebody wishes to pervert themselves, hey, knock yourself out. But when you start perverting children, wow, Jesus said, if you offend a little one, it's better that you tie a millstone around your neck and be thrown into the sea. Those are the words of Jesus Christ. I didn't sneak into your house last night and write that last night. They've been in the book for quite some time. If you offend a little one, and that's precisely what they're doing, they want to start with this young generation. So when they become our age, it's going to be very normal.
1: Well, I hate to pick on Canada, but boy, it is circling around the toilet bowl. Just a year ago, the Supreme Court in Canada deemed that sex acts with animals are legal just as long as there's no penetration involved. What kind of ruling is this? This was issued by the Supreme Court. And it came from a case involving a B.C. man convicted of 13 counts of sexually assaulting his stepdaughters and one count of bestiality. The court documents disclosed that the man was trying to have a dog perform intercourse on his stepdaughter. It's, it's just too disgusting to even really talk much more about. But the bottom line is, what universe are they even talking about this disgusting thing? The fact that most bestiality is legal, that's declared by Canada's Supreme Court. This is so hideous and absolutely, again, it's just straight out of the pit of hell. And then just keeps getting better with Canada because guess what Trudeau did? Well, this is not only stunning to Americans, but stunning to Canadians. That the Canadian taxpayers are paying the bill. Why would Trudeau pay Kadar $10 million? Before having a court weigh in, Omar Khadr stands convicted by the American government of the murder of American Sergeant Christopher Spear and other charges related to terrorist activity. So what is he doing? He's appealing his conviction in the United States, and he's arguing that oh yeah, I was obtained via torture in his whole you know detention by the Americans at Guantanamo Bay. So what did Justin Trudeau and his liberal lemmings do? They settled the Canadian suit by offering Qadar a, get this, a whopping $10.5 million payout. And here's the rub. Neither the American nor Canadian legal processes are even complete. He's already cashed the check. Omar's brother said that their father was old friends with Osama bin Laden. And those two attended terrorist training camps. I mean, you just cannot make this stuff up.
0: It's uh, shocking. And again, it's easy to say something. When you have certain freedoms and, uh, and uh, you know, the people around you seem very normal and have a smile. Uh, the problem is when they take over, that smile is going to completely disappear and you're going to see the real side of them. Uh, if you wish to see the fruit of that religion, don't come to America. Don't go to Canada. Go to Saudi Arabia. That'll be a taste of it. Uh, go to uh, Afghanistan, uh, Pakistan, uh, go to Iraq, uh, go to Iran. Uh, and, and, and see what see what that religion does. Uh, you can't just say it's just a few. It's in their constitution to actually obey the Quran. So uh, it, it is it is what happens when uh, that religion takes over. It's it's a different animal than what we see today. And uh, it is uh, shocking. Uh, I have said this numerous times and I know I speak for probably uh, most Americans because we did put Trump as office. We will fight for our country, and we will die for our religion. And we do have to understand we are fighting against a religion, not a political concept. It is a religion. And when we look at it from that perspective, we should handle them a little bit differently.
1: Well, and that's the thing that really, I guess, bothers me about these, you you coined a phrase, these keyboard commandos. They got a lot to say about what other Christians should do. Now, I'm a big fan of going out in the streets, street preaching. I've done it, just boots on the ground, go into hospitals, lay hands on the sick. You know, kind of like the Great Commission, Jesus said, hey, go out into all the world, preach the gospel, go out in the highways and byways, lay hands on the sick, cast out demons, raise the dead. What part of this do Christians not get, Reuben?
0: Yeah, I don't understand. Uh, You know, they they just have a concept that uh, we're just supposed to turn the other cheek. I think in America, the reason why it's damaged so bad is because we've turned the other cheek. Uh, I despise the word retreat. You have a lot of Christians who use the word retreat. Let's, let's have a Christian retreat. That should not be in our vocabulary. We should constantly be advancing. I don't kill for my Jesus. I don't bomb buildings for Jesus. We're just told to preach. Uh, I don't put a knife to somebody's head and, and make them convert. They can walk away. They can believe and pray to a rock if they choose to. In California you got some pretty weird people that might even do that but it is our uh, commission to at least warn them and tell them the gospel that's that's what we need to do and uh, most people don't want to do it and I in my opinion I believe most Christians can't do this because they're really not living for God. They can't tell somebody to repent if they're living in a bunch of sin. Most ministers, they're not really concerned about preaching against sin. They want a megachurch. You know, they want uh, prosperity. They want the checks to come in. And so uh, I haven't bitten that apple, and I'm not concerned about biting that apple. And uh, we just want to preach the truth. Whatever happens, happens. And uh, we need to do it. The Bible says, to much is given, much is required. We're going to be required a lot in America for all the freedoms God has given us. And if we don't produce anything with it, uh, we're going to be required of of quite a bit when we meet God, much more than those Christians in uh, China and North Korea.
1: You know, you mentioned something earlier when the Muslims said to you, oh, you know, we're just the peaceful Muslims. Ruben, there are recorded 1.2 billion Muslims in the world today, and of course not all are radicals. The majority of them are peaceful, moderate people. Yeah, the radicals are estimated to be between 15 and 25 percent, according to all intelligence sources around the world. But when you look at 180 million to 300 million dedicated to the destruction of the United States, that's almost the entire U.S. population. The radicals are the ones that are beheading and massacring. But when you look throughout the lessons of history, most Germans were peaceful, yet what did the Nazis do? They drove the agenda and 60 million died. The peaceful majority were irrelevant. Stalin, Mao Zedong, Japan prior to World War II, they butchered their way across Europe. The peaceful majority were irrelevant, Ruben. And these moderate and peaceful Muslims, where are they speaking out? You know what, it's time to take this political correctness of the world and throw it in the garbage where it belongs reuben
0: that's right that's right and this is why the bible says don't be a friend of the world because when you actually make a friend with somebody in islam you're going to withhold the truth well geez she's such really of a nice person i don't want to tell her about her prophet jeez you know he doesn't seem like he's a hard guy I'm not going to say anything about uh, uh, his prophets. That's why we sh- were told not to be their friends, because uh, otherwise what will happen is uh, we will we will uh, not uh, want to tell them the truth. We'll quench the Holy Ghost. And so the Bible makes it very clear. Don't be a friend of the world. Uh, otherwise, it's going to be very difficult for us to actually want to tell the truth. And I think most Christians want to be their friend than anything else.
1: I agree. Do you have a lot of street preachers, or some street preachers that are converted Muslims that do now preach the gospel, that speak out against the devilish Antichrist religion of Islam?
0: Yes, as a matter of fact, we've got a couple that are in our ranks, and uh, that's precisely what they do. They uh, they preach against Islam and they warn uh, against Islam, and uh, they speak their language, and it's amazing. Uh, they get a lot. Uh, they get a lot of persecution, much more than we do, because uh, you know they're they're hated. Uh, I, I don't know. I've never been a Muslim, much like I've never been a homosexual, much like I've never been a lot of these things. I only preach what the Bible says about it. But when you come out of that background, uh, boy, you get a, a little bit more precise and pinpoint in what you're preaching, and uh, I think it's it's very good. But we need people to come out. When we were in San Diego. I had a guy come to me and he says, you were talking about Aisha and how old she was. I will admit she was seven years old. She he had intercourse at age nine. And um, uh, I'm not going to argue that. But Mary was 12 years old. That's what he said. The Virgin Mary was 12 years old. I asked him for the Bible reference and uh, he says that he can't find it. But uh, he said his wife was a convert. She was once a Christian, and now she's a Muslim. And so he calls her on the phone, and she says, yes, it's in the Bible. So I asked her, and of course, it's not there. You know What she did is she was reading a commentary of some type, and uh, it's not a Bible verse. But uh, this is a person who was converted and uh, believes that she's now saved, and she's got the true religion. She said she grew up and everything that we talked about, but it is wrong. Uh, she found it to be false.
1: I mean, here's the bottom line in all this, Ruben, is that the Quran, when you are a Muslim, you are sworn to wage jihad on infidels. I mean, that's really the bottom line. And I, I wonder, they say, well, you know, maybe people just aren't, they're not really practicing Muslims. Is it really a such thing, I wonder?
0: Yeah, I, I have
1: to wonder, you know, because they are even told
0: in one of their holy books is to blend in and lie. And I I often have to wonder how many of them are just withholding until the right time comes, and then we're going to see a different side to them. Uh, And I do believe that there's a lot of them that don't really believe the way uh, they should in in their books. Uh, This is why Islam slaughters more Muslims than they do Christians and Jews. Because uh, if you're not killing the infidel, as they're told, then you're not really a good Muslim. And, uh, you know, you have a lot of uh, uh, Muslims that I believe that, you know, don't really want to subscribe to that. But uh, uh, they would probably be put to death before I would.
1: Yeah, it is hard to believe, though, that everybody will promote embracing all things Muslim, embracing LGTBQ, embracing transgenderism, you know, Target's got a new gay pride line. You think they would have learned from their bathroom fiasco, but speaking of non-binary and transgender, it's a non-binary infant. Oh, we're going to beat up on Canada again. A Toronto couple wants genderless identity cards for all. Yeah, that's right, a couple raising their child without a gender. Think official records should reflect their their choice. So it's basically the world's first gender-free health card issued to the child of a parent in British Columbia, a BC baby will have the first health card without a gender marker. But you know what was more stunning than that? A new Canadian survey showed that there was only 58% of Canadians were uncomfortable with these gender neutral birth certificates that the Ontario government says it's working on. In other words, 42% of the population are fine with non-binary infants running around we're not going to have a male or female designation we're just going to be a what an it does anything surprise you anymore in the insanity that is unfolding around us uh it, it, I, i'm not really that surprised uh you know and again uh, and may, this is something we need
0: to learn from them they've been very patient they they go through the court system and when they lose they bring it up again and when they lose they bring it up again christianity doesn't do this We lose in court. Well, it was the will of God. I guess that's it. Uh, You know, maybe we should just pack up and uh, just uh, assume Jesus is coming soon. Uh, There's no fight. At least our enemy, and, you know, I have to give credit where credit is due, at least our enemy does have a tendency to keep fighting and keep fighting. Yeah, this guy, uh, you know, he wants to be known as as, uh, they, uh, not male or female, and uh, he's trying to fight to uh, not have uh, that baby have a uh, birth certificate that has male or female. And, uh, you know, whether it's going to happen or not, the point is he's going to pave the way and somebody else will sharpen it and somebody else will make it concrete uh, where all the Christians are just sleeping. And so uh, we have a tendency, if we lose something in court, well, I guess that's it. You know, nothing we can do. We tried. At least our adversary keeps going and keeps going and keeps going and uh, almost wears out the court and uh, eventually they're going to find a liberal judge someplace that's going to say yeah I, i'm going to have to go aside with him on this and make it law and uh, they keep persisting uh, we need to keep persisting uh, that's part of what we do as we cannot lose our salt uh, but unfortunately uh, you know christianity doesn't have this so i have to credit my adversary uh, of doing this the muslims have looked at the homosexual agenda, and they're following suit. They're doing this now, and so uh, they're going to they're going to stand hand in hand with uh, the sodomites because uh, you know they do want to uh, to marry children as their prophet Muhammad did. And who's going to be endorsing children soon? Uh, the homosexuals, the gays. They're going to make it so normal that it's not even a problem anymore. And uh, uh, again, we have to endure and keep fighting. And if it doesn't happen our way, then just keep hammering it another way until we get a conservative judge and get things overturned.
1: Well, you know, it's funny, you'll appreciate this, Ruben. Uh, Michael Heiser was on, Dr. Michael Heiser was on my show the other day, and he said a statement that really made me think. He said, I know this is a crude analogy, but he said, you know, if Christians were even remotely, like, think about ISIS. You know, when ISIS gets up, the first thing in the morning they think about is, how can I advance the cause of Allah of jihad, you know, blah, blah, blah. If Christians were just even half of uh, is exuberant and, and just willing to do whatever it takes, this is not our home, the earth. And so it, it's just a, an interesting analogy. If Christians would be as half as diligent and as committed as ISIS, I mean, we'd have a big change, wouldn't we?
0: Yes, we would. Yes, we would. When you When you read some of our history books, In America, General Patton, uh, you know, he looked at his adversary and uh, complimented him. And so uh, uh, there's nothing wrong with complimenting your enemy uh, because, uh, you know, we need to learn how to do things. And, uh, you know, unfortunately, the children of darkness uh, appear to be smarter than the children of light. We don't have the backbone. Uh, You know, had uh, had we had the backbone, they wouldn't have any of this stuff. They'd still keep persisting but uh, um, we'd be fighting it and we still need to keep fighting it. Don't uh, be discouraged. After all the years of going there, I've never woke up one day thinking, I think I'm just wasting my time. Uh, I haven't. I still keep going because uh, whether they repent or not, at least they've been warned when they meet God.
1: Well, I have a lot of respect for the old school street preachers and I'll tell you, you certainly are one of the big kahunas in this field. And for somebody that's a new listener, they're not familiar with your work or what you guys do, street preaching, you've been at it almost 40 years. You obviously have young up-and-comers that come alongside you to teach and train. If somebody is feeling the call towards the street preaching ministry, what would you recommend? How can they get in touch with you and your handiwork? So give out your website and talk a little bit about that and how folks can get in touch with you here, Ruben, in the waning moments.
0: Yeah, if if you've been going to church and and you know within yourself, you know you better than I know you that God wants you to do something more than sitting in a pew for fifty minutes. You realize the world around you is going to hell, and you got to do something. You don't know what, but you know you got to do something. Well, maybe God's trying to uh, tug you to have you go out and preach. It's amazing you can work for a corporation have a union in that corporation, and that union might say, fellas, that's it, Uh, don't work today, grab a sign, you're going on strike. And without hesitation or question, you'll stand on the sidewalk with a sign, with a union number, and think nothing about it. But you won't do anything against an abortion clinic or against a gay pride parade or outside of a mosque. Uh, And again, uh, what you need to do if God is tugging is to know this is what God wants uh, the Holy Ghost will give you boldness I don't need some guy who's an ex biker uh, who's uh, you know can fight 50 people at one time <laughs> I'm looking for the quiet guy somebody who thinks he's not capable of doing this that's the person God will gear up man up and do things if you're interested my website is official street preacher within that uh, website I have a weekly blog that gets updated of things that we've done. And, uh, you know, maybe that can encourage you. We have uh, videos on there. You can go on my uh, Facebook page, Reuben Israel, Los Angeles. And that's just primarily uh, a lot of uh, current event news, just to provoke you to do something for heaven's sake. And uh, it's not uh, a lot of arguing of theology. It's just actual real news articles and what are you doing about it? And uh, so uh, if God is, is tugging on you to get out and do something, I say, get out and do something. Maybe you're the rough guy. I do understand this. Paul was a Pharisee of Pharisees. Here's the guy who actually went out and had Christians killed. When he got saved, he didn't turn into a little sissy. It's amazing how many tough guys, they get salvation, they turn into little mama's boys. <laughs> Paul the same man that Paul was, the same character that he was as a Pharisee, he was now that aggressive man, but now for the kingdom of God. And so uh, don't let the church neuter you. If you had this tough guy background, I say use that and let that be a part of not only your testimony, but your current life right now.
1: Absolutely. Well, Paul was really the ultimate terrorist, if you think about it, wasn't he? He slaughtered massive Christians. Yes,
0: Absolutely. And when he converted, you know, not even the disciples didn't believe it. They didn't want him to come over and uh, fellowship with him. Here's a guy that used to put him to death, and he says, now I'm saved. Hey, I'd like to fellowship with you guys. They said no. Uh, they, he was out in the desert. That's where Jesus himself came and spent time with Paul, because the church was terrified of this man.
1: There you go. You coined a great phrase, do something for heaven's sake, I'll tell you what—that is a boy. That we can just end on that now. OfficialStreetPreacher.com. It is also linked there in the bio today. Reuben, it is always such a pleasure to have you on the program and weigh in. And again, thank you so much for what you do, taking a bold stand for the gospel. Thank you, sir, for coming on and do come back again and see us soon.
0: God bless you. Thank you for the time,
1: folks. That was Reuben Israel, official. Street Preachers, Preachers Pluraled, Official That's official all one word, .com. Reach out to Ruben and let him know you heard him on the program today. Don't forget, tomorrow on the program, we've got a fantastic show with Russ Dizdar. You are gonna be, you are not gonna want to miss that. All week we've got just great guests. I'm still working on an edit of a show I did with Dr. Michael Lake. I was having a lot of problems. As I told everyone, there was some clicking on a couple of the shows I did required an extra lot of editing because there was some weird clicking on the show. And it was, oh, it was frustrating because it was such a good show. So I'm working on that. I should have that show done by this Wednesday. So again, tomorrow, rest is our Wednesday, Dr. Michael Lake. And then on Thursday, I'm really excited about a new gal. I heard her do a talk in Colorado, and I was absolutely chomping at the bit to get her on. I thought, wow, I want my listeners to hear this incredible teaching, and you're going to be very blessed by that. Don't forget to please continue to support my Patreon. Just simply go to weekendvigilante.com. I do have a goal that I'm trying to get to. I was giving it till July 15th. I'm going to continue to ask people. We are far below our goal right now. I do want to send out a great big thank you for all those who are now patrons. Thank you for your contribution. We have reached 25% of the goal. Although I am short of my goal, a lot can happen in, you know, just five days. May, June, and July have been months of major shortfalls, folks. So I'm asking you, please, Come alongside me and help me keep this going. Help me stay in the air with my message. For those of you that have the means to commit to more than one, two, three, four, five, ten dollars a month, I'm asking you to consider changing your contribution. Please do it. There's not a lot of time. I really do need to reach this goal so I can continue bringing you quality broadcasts i am so far behind i think i'm first right now i'm asking you even if you can right now to help me get caught up could you do a monthly generous one time donation it's like luke 6:38 given it shall be given unto you good measure pressed down and shaken together and running over for with the measure you use it will be measured back to you i'm asking you to generously and cheerfully sow into this ministry One-time donations are great, but it is very hard to plan a budget around that. That's why this Patreon is so important, because I do need to hire some help. It's imperative. I have to hire somebody else to help. I just cannot keep up to things at the current rate. And so I do hope you donate to the Patreon. When you go to weekendvigilante.com, a banner will come up. Just click on it. And I'm asking you for those that have already donated, if you donated smaller amounts and you have the means please consider giving more. I am asking you for that. And I thank you in advance for that. Do not forget, check out Green Gospel. It's a new page that I added on Facebook. And if you do not have Green Gospel, the New World Religion, get it. It has never been more timely. Thank you very much for tuning into the program. We'll see you next time. Good night and God bless.